Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the Ken to my Ryu. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, show you can. Oh, yeah, nice. And our our very own Dan. That's right, coming in as the guest. <laughs> <laughs> the, guest, the guest, the guest with the best, the man, the man with the plan. Uh, Brett Hancock is in for in for Eric this week. Hey, Brett, I couldn't leave the, the the audience without a third man in the booth this week. How you doing, buddy? I mean, you picked literally the worst third man of all time, and I'm insulted that even after what you've seen in person, you still didn't give me Honda. But that's fine. <laughs> I had to, yeah, I had to pick George Cassidy. I had to pick it. I had to pick another Shoto. Hey, he Dan, might try. Dan was good in Street Fighter Five, right, Brett? Four? Yeah, that was a long time ago. There was one game. There was one game in yeah Street Fighter Four where they made Dan really good, and it was like everyone was like, "This is weird." <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's that's, feels wrong. Terrible. Feel, feels wrong. The Dan's good. It's like when it's like when they made Sean good in Alpha Two or uh, Alpha Two, right, Brett? It's like why why is Sean good? I don't get it. Correct. Okay. Anyway, let's get some Seahawks news. Uh, this week, everyone was posting up their QB ranks. Uh, everyone posted them up. Uh, part of my take, uh, there was the PFF, there was a, a PFT, CBS. Like everyone posted some hot QB rank takes this week. Most ranks had uh, Geno somewhere in the 10 to 12 range. Uh, do you guys agree that that's about where Geno's at entering this season? What do you think, Brett? I think 10 to 12 is fair with the caveat of I don't consider these rankings fair because they're just a you know, they're just a numbered list, which for quarterbacks doesn't work at all. So they lucked into being right, but I know where their heart's at. And that is what I disagree with. Did so. you like the the tier one where the guy said Kirk compliment and then Kirk derogatory? That's two of his tiers. And, and Gino was in the Kirk compliment. So it's like, this guy's a Kirk cousins, which I, I think, I in think that way. it, in the best way, though, in the good way, like this guy could win you a championship if you put the right team around him, which I do think is where Gino is. Kirk Cousins is the same way. He's not going to win you the title. And we saw that last year with the absolutely fraudulent Vikings team uh, that, <laughs> that they put together. Uh, he he can do he can do some stuff. But the at the end of the day, he's not going to take you to the promised land. You need some you need something else, some special sauce. Now, the Seahawks do have some of that special sauce. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, a great running back core, a, a really uh, potentially great defense. So yeah, let's this. I like what we're doing, but the the idea. What about you, Kevin? Tenth to twelfth? Does that seem about right to you? Yeah, when I take it off, I have eight quarterbacks. I pretty comfortably say I would put above Geno, um, based on either their current production or what I think their ceiling is, which puts them somewhere like in that next four to six quarterbacks. So anywhere from like ninth to twelfth, like he should be in the top fifteen. I'm okay with him sitting at the fringe of the top ten. But when people want to put them lower than fifteenth, I think that's incredibly insulting. Yeah, I was when you look at the when you look at the quarterbacks in the NFL, like there is after about fifteen guys, it's like whoa, who's who's the sixteenth guy? It's either like an unproven rookie, which we we've seen this before. These rookies, the three good rookies this year: Stroud, Richardson, Levis. Only one of these guys is probably going to be a great NFL quarterback, right? It's just, Levis over Young. Yeah, we know you met Young over Levis. Oh, but dang, Bryce dude. Young. Bryce, Bryce Young. Sorry. What a slip. But we, we know only one of these guys is probably Nathan going got up to... this morning, had his mayo coffee, ate the peel of yeah, banana, right. and showed up to podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. They, but only one of these four guys is probably going to be really good, and one might be okay. And two of them are going to wash out, right? That's just how it works in the NFL at this point. If more than two of those guys make it, 
that would be stunning, right? That'd be absolutely mm-hmm. like a, a yeah, stunning. Dude, someone in that group is going to be MILF Slayer territory. Like, yeah, they're going to be every, every back up by the end of his rookie deal. Everyone needs a Darnold or, <laughs> the, or, or, or a both Jets QB. <laughs> yeah, that's to say, or, or a Zach Wilson. So, but none of these guys are on the Jets. So that's probably a plus. Maybe, Maybe they will all make it. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe they will <laughs> all make it. They're not on the Jets. Okay. Uh, I agree. I, just, I think around 10th is right. Like Kevin said, there are a few guys that you can kind of project they'll probably pass him this year. Like guy like guy like Trevor Lawrence is probably a guy who's you know his production was relatively equal to Geno's last year, yeah. and he should get a little better uh, and and kind of surpass Geno. And then there's guys that are already ahead, like uh, like your Lamar Jackson and up from there, Josh Allen, Patrick right. Mahomes, uh, Justin Burrow, yeah. Justin Air Bear, Joe Burrow. So there's there. There's not the hard part about the rankings, though, too, is that it's like if they want to have a genuine conversation about it, which the people making these don't, it's like, you know, I would say that Geno Smith has as good of a shot to have a better year this year than quite a few other quarterbacks, you know, but like, right, you're going to put Justin Herbert there, obviously, because, you know, in 10 years, you know, Geno's not going to be playing and Herbert will probably have an MVP, right? Like, you know what I mean? Another thing is Herbert is going to throw 500 times. So like he right. has an op- there's opportunity there too that will make you look smart even if you, even if the teams end up worse. Uh, all right, Pete says that Jack, Zach Charbonnet and Ken Walker will be battling. There's a, there's a little Char- Charbonnet hype uh, from Pete Carroll saying that he can do everything. He can catch. He can run. What? Where? Okay. What's the split? What's the split? I, I've been. I'm, I'm already out on my island. I'm already out on my island that I think Charbonnet out out. Uh, touches Ken Walker this year, but what do you guys think? Starting with Brett, I'm going to start with Brett again because we don't get to hear from Brett. What do you think? Does who has more touches at the end of the season, Charbonnet or Walker? At the end of the season, Charbonnet. The first six games, Walker for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Kevin, would you agree? I think that uh, the thing that's not being considered for Charbonnet is health, and that is that dude doesn't get hurt. He is just a a walking battering don't. ram. Don't say that. That pen that was true for Rashad Penny before he got here as well. Uh. Well, I'm either cinching my pick or torpedoing yours, and I'm personally comfortable with either one. Uh, I think I think uh, Charbonnet is going to end up with actually. I it's going to be Walker close. Gets more touches, and okay. he gets more touches because he goes over on uh, catches. I think we're going to see more two running back sets. Charbonnet's a good left. pass catcher. I think people don't like people don't realize this. He's got good route, good route runner, solid hands. Played in a system that asks the running backs to actually run routes. Didn't didn't you know the Chip Kelly system? I don't know. I think you'll be people will be surprised. But yeah, here's another thing that's bothering me though. Charbonnet. This is if you look at that Ram style offense and the way that Gurley was used in pass catching. I mm-hmm. think that Walker projects really well for those routes that require Just run out uh, to the flat, getting a little more space. downfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, run off the flat or run a wheel. Yeah. The other thing for me is that this uh, this combination of running backs is one very good. <laughs> this yeah. is it's not this is a win win situation. Real but two, good. I I think a lot of people are under are like, oh well, Pete Carroll always leans on the veteran. This is like Ken Walker's second year. Uh, calling him like the veteran is uh, really <laughs> something else. It's not like this guy's like long in the tooth or he's twenty nine years old or something. These is these are the young young guns, man. We're gonna be with these guys for the next four years, and that's pretty exciting to have these two guys kind of locked up together for the next couple of years, because they are going to be great on a football field, even if they ruined your uh, dynasty 
fantasy <laughs> hopes by being oh, on the same team. Oh, well. I did have f- to remind myself, though, that like Eddie Lacy was, what, six years ago when they had a yeah. clearly better option and they were like, no, 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 we need this steady hand. And it's like a steady hand at what? But, you know, <laughs> I, I'd like to think that they moved past that. But, yeah, I'm... They I'm like in to with both these they guys want sure. they've wanted to have two viable running backs for a really long time, and they just have not been able to get two guys on the football field at once, which is good. That means it's good that you have two guys when you need at least one to be healthy. But there have been times when none have been healthy, and we've been rolling out DJ Dallas uh, on first down and stuff like that, and uh, Travis Homer getting like nine carries, and you don't want to be in that situation again. I think they've done a good job here of kind of stuffing the position, making sure that we're going to get probably you know. Uh, two guys that are going to run for close to a thousand yards. That's awesome. Who's the guy from Georgia? Kenny yeah, McIntosh. McIntosh, real deal, man. He's going to yeah, probably yeah. play mostly special teams at first, but I bet I bet we see him on some obvious passing third downs to block, and he's a good pass catcher. So yeah, I think not he's, a bad he's, hedge, you know. Sprinkles him in. He's the new Travis Homer. So whatever you think about that, probably more talented though. I don't know how we got him in the seventh. It's weird. I think he's a little more like DJ. Yeah, because DJ is a little more like uh, if you take Travis Homer's game a step up. Yeah, but like I, I think DJ's not like the blocker, like the block god, like Homer. And I think, <laughs> I think that that McIntosh can has block god potential. Uh, all right, Lewis Riddick went on the uh, the Rich Eisen show this week. Was it Rich Eisen? Yeah, I think it was Rich Eisen. Yes. And then he uh, he said that he picks the Seahawks. This is the team no one's talking about. The Seahawks are going to win the division. Okay, the Seahawks are a pretty hefty dog. Are you guys p- putting your money on the Seahawks at like plus? I don't know what it was two twenty. I think. Uh, so Seahawks to win division. I'm typing it right now. The Seahawks are plus 240. Do you guys, what do you guys think? Is this, is this a, is this a good bet? Should, should people be, uh, is that too long of odds, Brett? You're the betting guy. You're the gambler. <laughs> Kevin uh, also the gambler, but Brett, Brett, yeah, the bigger I don't, gambler. I don't well, like Kenny Rogers over here. <laughs> yeah. I don't like tying up my money, you know, in a uh, uh, week, week 17, uh, matters, but I think that's fine. I mean, the part that yeah. sucks. Also, is that you can also the thing about those bets is you can totally be right and still lose the bet. Like yeah, that's I, right. like I bet on Tampa Bay to win the division at like plus I don't know what it was three fifty that one year, and the Saints won by one game, and the Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but yeah, so I was right. right. <laughs> Tampa Bay was the better team, but like it um, just it, it uh it just yeah they just didn't win the division, so I like, lost the bet. It, yeah, it's just, I mean I think it could be one of those uh, situations too because all the reasons that he gives are perfectly fine right he is not he's not you know out out in left field or anything and i say that as an objective you know nfl fan but you know if san francisco's good again you know i mean we could win 11 games and not win the division right so it's like why tie up your money in that i mean san francisco's a juggernaut as long as a couple things go right so yeah, no if i they would can not get, bet on the seahawks san francisco can get just passable quarterback play the rest of the roster so right. good that, that that's they'll the be, problem it'll be yeah. difficult they'll be difficult to deal with 100 percent, and they're gonna beat the rams and cardinals four times just like we will so so it's it's oh, really yeah, it's no really doubt. tough um no all right ready for the big topic of the day the afc south what a weird division uh, we'll start off with the te- uh, the Houston Texans, who went three and thirteen and one last year. Uh, they were they're over under six and a half plus one ten, so people are slightly on the under. Uh, they added Dalton Schultz, Jimmy Ward, Sheldon Rankin, Shaquille Griffin, like nine other guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they, they added a lot. Um, they lost Ogbonne Okwaru and Rasheem Green. They drafted C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, and Juice Scruggs. Seahawks connection. They also brought back Seahawks legend Jacob Martin Kevin. What do you think about the Texans for for 2023? Uh Texans are looking dangerously close to competent. I don't know I don't know if you know what to do with that. 
Oh, this is exactly what happened to me. I like went in here thinking like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to pick the Texans for three wins. They really screwed up trading that first round draft pick. Then I looked at the roster and I was like, dang, they turned over like a ton of bad players into like solid veterans and yeah. like kind of they're they're like low key, like kind of good everywhere except for wide receiver. Like, that's it's Aikens. Like, it's like to, weird. Schultz, like Dalton Schultz is an upgrade over Jordan Aikens. I think that's pretty easy to say. They still got Brevin Jordan. He's a good player. Right. And then you add Shaq Mason in there at guard to kind of solidify the interior of the offensive line. And they've got like young guys along the line to go with uh, kind of what was already there. And I think that makes for a, a potentially very capable offensive line, especially in the back half of the season, as their rookie quarterback should kind of be figuring things out. And you can't underestimate the fact that they have no incentive to lose. Like they are going to go yeah. out and, and play in a bad division and try to win every game with no thought of losing because they already lost their first round pick for next year. They gave it up to get Will Anderson. So they know they have to try to win. There's no there's no incentive uh, to, to try to lose here. What do you think about the Texans when you take a peek at them, Brett? Uh, if CJ Stroud is even aggressively competent, they will be totally fine. They don't have... Yeah, they don't have a huge gaping wound, you know, like you and Kevin said. So it would not surprise me because, yeah, you know, I mean, like long term, you know, three, four years down the road. Right. We're looking at that uh, just just haul that they gave up to get Anderson. And it's like, yeah, you know, they have to sign a blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like this year they could have a uh, when did the Falcons win five games and then won 11 the next year? That yeah. uh, like there's always one yeah. team, right? That this, could really be them for sure. This does feel like the when the Seahawks, the the first Pete Carroll year, when they really turned over like a ton of the roster, brought in some like solid veteran guys that you'd heard of, brought in some young, brought in some young rookies that you're you can get, you can talk yourself into these guys. You can talk yourself into Henry Toe. You can talk yourself into Tank Dell. Like you, obviously Stroud and Anderson are who they are. So the thing is, is that they're really reliant on Stroud. Anderson, they can afford if he has growing pains because Winovich, Grenard, and Hughes should provide like plenty of uh, pass rush that even if Anderson is like, you know, okay, he's only around. I, I am obviously very high on Anderson. Everyone knows this was this podcast. But, but, but if he only has like five, six sacks, they still right. have enough competent pass rushers. Their pass rush won't be garbage. No, they'll be fine. And they'll, they're, the, the defense looks solid. I don't think that they, they lack a real star, which will be might be a problem. And and. So that's the thing that you got to watch out for here is that if no one is a star on this defense, they're just going to be times where teams can kind of move the ball on the good teams. Good teams will be able to move the ball on this team. Stingley could be. Yeah, I think Petrie might be really good too. Petrie, he was, I like, I've loved was up, Petrie. He was up and down last year, but when he was on, he was very good last year. And, and then so, Will Anderson, I think, could be. So like, right. yeah, they have that chance to break out. But the big thing is they have no glaring holes on defense. No, and the defense is solid across the board. C.J. Stroud is that they're very loud on him though. If he's not good, Case Keenum and Davis Mills is not it. So that I mean, we saw Keenum take a team to the playoffs a couple of years ago. So maybe they could get competent play out of him. But the wide receiver core is pretty weak. I do think that that's like going to be their next step next year is just mm-hmm. trying to find that that one really good wide receiver to kind of push them back into the playoff hunt. Uh, personally, I have this year's incarnation of the Houston Texans at seven and ten. I think they're solid, but not spectacular. They're going to go zero and four against the AFC North. That's the problem: is that they have to play the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. That's a problem for a lot of teams in this division. Yes. <laughs> so, so they're going to go zero and four in those games, and then that puts them deep in the hole, and that's too bad. But they're solid, seven and ten. Uh, what do you think, Kevin? Uh, yeah, that's. I have this as the uh, um, 
the division of aggressively moving towards competence. And uh, that starts with a seven and 10 Texan scene. Okay, Eric, or, uh, flat Eric, Brett, do you agree? Seven, uh, seven and 10 sounds all right to you. Quite all right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say six and 11, but that's not, yep, that's not right. much different. Still a sizable right upgrade. There. Yeah. Oh, still, yeah. still mo- a big move forward. Uh, we all, that over under seems to be about right to us, six and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's head to the Colts, who went four, 12 and one last year. Their over and under is also six and a half, but the over a slight favorite is minus 125. They added Samson Ekebom, Ebukam, sorry, Gardner Minshew, Taven Bryan. They lost Bobby Okariki, Yannick Ngakwe, Paris Campbell, Rodney McLeod. They drafted Anthony Richardson, Juju Brentson, jo- Kevin's favorite, Josh Downs. Seahawks connection, they have Dakota Shepley. Seahawks legend Dakota <laughs> Shepley is on the Yeah, he's he's on their practice squad. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> start us off. What do you think about the Colts? Uh, speaking of aggressive moves towards competence, uh, I did not realize. Like, I, I realized, but I didn't realize how garbage this team was last year. <laughs> My goodness, right there. minus one thirty eight point differential on the season like mm-hmm. they were four twelve and one and kind of fortunate to get four wins in a tie i maybe have they no weren't idea. trying to get four wins kevin one could <sighs> argue <laughs> i mean they duh. <laughs> like really 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 poor play last year i like a lot of the moves that they made um they quote unquote lost paris campbell but did they ever really have paris campbell and they replaced, and they replaced him with josh him downs with josh downs yeah, and isaiah great. mckenzie yeah, they, I feel like both fun. of those players are better. It's this is a weird roster to me because I like a lot of the players on the roster, but they it's like the opposite of the Texans problem. They have stars in places, but they also have just like obvious weak, very obvious weaknesses. Like they their might offense, have no starting cornerbacks. Their secondary is <laughs> is a joke. Their their offensive line is very suspect. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like this this team. Like you said, Kevin, it's moving in the right direction. I think Stane Steichen is the perfect fit for Anthony Richardson. Uh, we we know yeah. what he did with Jalen Hurts. That's like per, a perfect match uh, to get to get that guy in there and kind of uh, mold him. I do think there will be huge growing pains with Richardson, though, especially since mm-hmm. it seems like they're going to start him in week one. Uh, that's just that's just going to be tough. And the, I don't think the defense is good enough to kind of overcome that, even if I do like their front, front seven. Uh, it's tough. It's a tough team to, to project because – I would believe a lot of different <laughs> I would believe a lot of different outcomes for this team. They could easily overperform if just Richardson if Richardson's more ready than I think. They could easily overperform my projection. Brett, when you look at the Colts, what do you think? I I think I don't know what to think. I'm kind of like right there with you. I mean, like Richardson could be that good where a few of these holes just simply don't matter, but I mean, yeah, they're like are they obviously didn't build a team where they can rely on Jonathan Taylor behind a good offensive line and then, you know, ease him in and the defense. Yeah. I'm with Kevin. I don't, I don't know what to think. They're, they're pretty baffling because they've rolled out some surprisingly good teams before with uh, far less talented quarterbacks. So it's kind of, it's tough. Uh, I don't know. I mean, here's Here's the thing is that their offensive line should be better than last year, but like they were 18th in PFF rating along the line last year. And that was supposed to be like the strength of the team. Right. Theoretically, Quentin Nelson is very good, but he said back to back seasons below 78 PFF rating. Like he just might not be it anymore, you know? And like, that's, 
that sucks because you know to see a guy like in the he's not even that old part of his career start to just decline like that is kind of weird but yeah he's just had two very middling seasons and he's supposed to be the guy that kind of carries the guys around him i've said this before one good offensive lineman can change a lot for offensive line because he is can do the job of multiple people right he can take down some kind of difficult pass rusher by himself he can always get singled up and and never lose this guy's now not that guy and so I, I worry people project them to be better than last year, but I don't know. I think they're going to be the same, like around 20th best offensive line. So with that in mind, I have the Colts at, oh, sorry, I lost that tab. I have the Colts at six and 11 struggling in division and any ups. Oh no, I'm at five and 12. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I read that wrong. Five and 12 struggling a little bit in division, the Anthony Richardson growing pains, but they are moving in, in a good direction to me. So um, I wouldn't judge them too much based on just the season. Uh, what do you think, Kevin? I really like their draft. Um, Anthony Richardson, uh, Juju Brents, Josh Downs, uh, Edatomiwa, uh, Edabari, uh, Darius Rush. These are all guys we talked about liking. Uh, Blake Freeland is an upside guy for tackle where they really need some depth. I feel like they made a lot of good moves that way. I feel like they signed some really competent free agents. Um the holes on the roster are a big problem, but I think they're the kind of team, especially the back half of their schedule sets up where they could kind of have like a, a, a really middling to disappointing front end of the schedule. And it kind of comes together towards the end of the season. I have them at seven and 10. Um, okay. I think they're going to be uh, kind of right there with the Texans where it depends on if they can put an offense together with the quarterback that they selected. And uh, like you said, I think Steichen's a good pick for that. I do wonder how much their GM is on the hot seat at this point because he, you know, everyone talks about how great he is, but the, but now at this point, like if they have another, even seven win season, I just don't know. Uh, Brett, seven wins, five wins. Where do you have the Colts? What do you think? Uh, f- five only because there's so many changes. Like it wouldn't surprise me if, if they were seven or even eight wins, but you know, there's just, there's just too much uh, new, new hardware in there. So and that stuff can take some time, you know, it's this, like even this, if they come out of the gate strong, you know, I just think it's, it's a long season. So in week, in week 17 of the season, this division might be starting three rookie quarterbacks. That's like another like really weird thing that is true for this division. But like, I don't know. It's just like very difficult to, to deal with. So, all right, we move to the, the reigning, division champs uh the jacksonville jaguars jacksonville went nine and eight last year they're over and under is set at nine and a half minus 150 favorite people are hammering the over your boy is one of them <laughs> just so you just so you know uh, i'm gonna just put myself out there they added calvin ridley dearness johnson josh wells juan Ta- they lost juan taylor arden key and Dwayne smoot Drafted Anton Harrison, Tank Bigsby, and Ventrell Miller. Seahawks Connections, uh, Mario Edwards was on the Jaguars practice squad. And also, they have Jackson, we have Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Um, that one was for you, Kevin. I thought, you, I thought you'd hate that joke. Uh, so, it's Jackson DeVille's cousin. Yeah. All right. Uh, when you look at the Jaguars and what they've done with uh, in the last couple of years, Kevin, what do you think? How are the Jaguars going to be this year? I like how you said last couple of years because that's really important. I did not like this offseason for them. I, 
I thought that their draft was kind of odd. Like Brenton Strange was a really early pickup for what they're getting there. But I do like Antonio Johnson to come in and compete for a safety spot. I think Parker Washington could outperform a sixth round pick. Uh, Tank Bigsby makes a lot of sense as a complimentary piece at running back. And Anton Harrison, like they needed a tackle. Um, I think he's more of a like finesse left tackle. Um but since the right ta- tackle is suspended for six games, uh, it's either him or Walker Little at right tackle. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think this team goes as far as Trevor Lawrence progresses. But I also think there's a lot of reason to think Doug Peterson should be able to help Trevor Lawrence take that next step in his career. Uh, they made a lot of moves last offseason to just raise the competence on their defense and their offensive line, um, bringing in guys like Brandon Scherf, Folo Fadukasi, Foyo Lukan. I think Devin Lloyd could take a bit of a step. They need Tavon Walker too, because their pass rush is kind of just Josh Allen and dudes. If they can have a complimentary pass rusher, I think that goes a long way to their defense being something special. Mm-hmm. Um. But this is a competent playoff type roster. The Walker pick is like so bewildering. Looking backwards at it, it bo- not when you look at who their not when you look at who their GM is. I mean, it's just like bothers me so much now because if they make the right pick there, this team is a monster. It's a good team anyway. This is a mm-hmm. good roster. They did what they did this year. Last year was their year, like the Colts year, where they turned over most of the roster. Went nine and eight this year. They just held on to most of their guys. They didn't really lose anything, anyone that really mattered to them. Uh, and they kind of do. If Shayson or Walker can be a, just a ten sack guy, I think they're they're set. This is like a really good team. If they can't get that, then it's it's a struggle. But the offense should move the ball. They have a lot of talent. Uh, Calvin Ridley is a, a bigger ad than I think people give him credit for. I mean, we've seen these yes. guys who take a couple years off and they don't come back strong. So maybe he just sucks but christian kirk was awesome last year so i don't think that that will be a, a struggle i really like parker washington in round six too as a guy who can move up their depth chart get to into the uh like jamal agnew role from last year and kind of improve upon that as an actual wide receiver not a special teams player who they're just trying to get into space mm-hmm. uh, i really i really enjoy uh doug peterson i think he's a really good coach brett uh give me give me some jags I mean, you you touched on it, man. Doug Peterson's a really good coach. I was on this hill when they, you know, when they signed him, and I be- and I believe at one point I said, "Hey, man, if they're gonna move on from Pete, right? You know, so be it. I just want Doug Peterson. Like that's how in on Doug Peterson I was. So they got the system. They got Trevor Lawrence, who obviously you know came around and should just get way better. I mean, I think I'm not the biggest Calvin Ridley dude, but I mean, he's good. But that profile of wide receiver, you know, I think is not like not mid. It's just there's there's just a lot of dudes with that with that kind of like body type. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not normally that, you know, like that guy. But I mean, but they have a lot of talent elsewhere. And Trevor Lawrence is awesome. So it does, it probably doesn't matter much. I think they're going to win like 12 games. So, OK, I'm the only thing I'll push back on is elite route running plays. Yeah, he's that's true. Just, that's just, he's a, just a good route runner. If And yeah, if he yeah. as long as he's been like, you know, practicing still honing his craft. One thing I like about the Jaguars schedule is they get back to back home games in England. Uh, They get they basically yeah. they basically get an extra no, Germany. Uh, No, they're both in they're both in the UK. I got the full flags up. 
That's uh, weird. Oh, okay. That and so they and they the second one is a is a Bills home game. So they're basically stealing a home game from the Bills because they're this is England's team. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. London's one true team, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if both games are in London. I didn't look that up. It just mine just has little flags on it for, for where the game is. Uh but I, I like that. I like that they steal a home game. I like their schedule. I think you know, playing the NFC South is good for the teams in, in this division because you know that most of the teams that are bad can split. The good teams might be able to do better. And I think Jacksonville's a good team. I have them at twelve and five as well, Grit. I'm right there with you. What do you think, Kevin? I'm at ten and seven, just because I'm less confident in the pass rush taking the step forward it needs to to be like a truly elite team. Yeah, basically they're the two swing games I think that compared from me to you as I bet you you don't have them beating the Bills and you don't have them beating the uh, the Bengals, which I do, or the Forty. That is correct. Forty uh, Niners, you haven't beaten Forty Niners. I haven't beat the Forty. Uh, I they get you have them beat the Forty. They get them. That by. They get them. They get them a lot of hard games in good situations. Like that. That's yes. just kind of what I like. Like the Bills in England come, and they're already in England the previous week, so they're not going to leave, right? Then they get the Bills in England. That's great. They get the Forty ers at home coming off the bye. They get the Bengals at home coming off a Texans. You know, it's like that. There's just a lot of like nice little things. In this. They get the Ravens at home. They just get the hard games at home, and I really think that that matters. Uh, lucky they got lucky because it's a first place schedule. Uh, all right, let's head over to the last team in the division, the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans were seven and ten last year. They're over under set at seven and a half, but people are pounding the under because it's plus one twenty-five. Uh, Arden Key, Aziz Al Shahir, Sean Murphy Bunting come in. They lost David Long, Nate Davis, Austin Hooper. They drafted Peter Skronsky, Will Levis, Tajay Spears. Seahawks connections. The interior of their offensive line has a chance to feature two former Seahawks, Jamarco Jones and Jordan Roos. And this is the problem, Kevin. I'm going to start. The interior of the uh, the interior of the offensive line is um wow. Yikes. Wow. I mean these they did a good job rebuilding the tackles with the very limited cap space that they have. Uh getting Skronsky and well, Dillard. Well, Dylan Radens could be good at one of the guard spots, but presuming that Dillard can actually play tackle and Radens doesn't have to play tackle. I have no idea. I mean, it's just get everything about this team is sketchy. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. It's so sketchy on paper. I just and then the Tannehill Levis thing, like I'm sure when this team after week, like, I don't know, f- five is one in four, they're going to be like, put, put Levis in, in England, you know, it's going to be that. But I do really think that, that coming off the bye in week seven, you might be looking at a will, a will Levis time, which could be, uh, could be an adventure. Uh, we saw with Malik Willis last year, how up and down the Titans could be. And I don't think Levis is way far away from that. So it's worrying. This this is a worrying roster. No wide receivers. My, that's my fantasy tip for this year. Is if, as long as Tannehill's starting, I mean, he can't throw it to anyone but Traylon Burks. So he's probably going to get like 10 catches a game for 70 yards and zero touchdowns because they can't move the football. <laughs> so so get get in while the getting's good, I guess. Uh, and then the, the defense is just, yep, there it is. This is not a good team. I don't like this team. I think they'll overperform my expectations because I initially wanted to put them at like three wins, but they they have the, a really good football coach who doesn't just put in like losing seasons like that. So they'll they'll play hard. Mm-hmm. They'll play hard every week, but I still think they'll have a losing record. I have them at six and eleven. I just want to get it out there. I just want to be done talking about the Tennessee Titans. What do you what do you think, Kevin? Uh, so I also have them at six and eleven. I'll just put that in the front of the list. Um. I also have them as the only team with a losing record in the division. 
Fair. So Traylon Burks I have them at is... One in, I have them at one and five in the division, so I'm <laughs> right there with you. Traylon Burks is Juju Smith-Schuster, and he's your best wide receiver. Uh, Kyle Phillips' ceiling is Hunter Renfro. Um, so maybe he's your best wide receiver. Like this receiver core is pretty dire. Um, on the bright side, they don't have a great quarterback to throw to them. And they're going to, so and I they're going to be, not a waste. and they're going to be succumbing interior pressure on every play. Don't worry. They spent oh, right. And they, so they spent a second round pick on Levis this year, a third round pick on Ty J Spears and a third round pick last year on Malik Willis. Um, they shouldn't have drafted Malik Willis. I think that's a that's a that's a black eye for the the old GM. I mean, they do have a new GM. That's that's the thing. They do, and that's the thing. But the roster construction job on this is like, I feel like the new guy had to come in and rearrange all the deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah, like, this is not good. They have to crash. Uh, still, it's bad. And and again, the Ty J Spears pick. The thing I don't like about it is I like Ty J Spears a lot as a player. Uh, a third round pick on Spears and a third round pick on Willis. That's two players that could be part of the rebuild on that interior offensive line. Mm-hmm. And they just chose not to do that. Yep. They could have picked uh, Landon Dickerson and, uh, you know, like they could, and a, a guard. They could have gotten a couple of dudes. Yeah. And like, uh, it's the same thing. Like their defense, they've got uh, Jeffrey Simmons is a monster, like great player. But like their pass rush is anchoring off of Harold Landry and hoping that Arden Key wasn't a mirage. Like, you <laughs> you know it's uh, there are so many problems with this roster it's it's they have a lot of holes like we talked about with the Colts but they don't have all the like the star power strength so it's like the problems of the Colts mixed with the problems of the Texans um this is an aggressively under par roster and like you uh Mike Brabel's ability to just pull mediocrity out of bad is the only thing keeping me from just tanking their record. Yeah, I would have. So, I think if their coach was like, I don't know, uh, who's a really bad coach, Bill O'Brien, the dude from the, it's, yeah. Bill, if it was Bill O'Brien, I'd be like one and sixteen. Like, just put him in the <laughs> put him in the in the grave. Like, I just do not like this Titans team. Yeah, Brett, do you like the Titans? Yeah, if they had Mister Handsome Wonderful from Arizona, I'd definitely be just like burying them. I'd be like, uh, I'm going to project zero wins. <sighs> Uh, I hate this team. I think they remind me of the 2008. <laughs> they remind me of the 2008 Seahawks, where it's like, what exactly is your plan here? Like, if everything goes right, you'll win six games. There's just, it's just everything is just barren. Besides, like Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, I just think I think they're going to be an unlucky four wins, but I think top five pick just just locked in. I mean, Vrabel can only do so much. You know, another thing. Not, Here's the thing to think about, okay, is that this year they are paying $36 million in dead cap, Ten, $11 million to Bud Dupree, $8 million to Julio, uh, four and a half to Ben Jones, four and a half to Zach Cunningham, three to Austin Hooper, two and a half to, to uh, Robert Woods. I think what the, the new GM came in, he said, I'm going to have three years, right? I'm going to have four years or whatever. Okay, and they said, yeah. And he goes, okay. I'm going to take just I'm going to make overturn and make sure that next year I can go crazy because next year they have no dead cap. They have 93 million in cap space. They can cut Ryan Tannehill to, to save a bunch of money or just pay him nine million dollars. They have they have a lot of flexibility yeah. going in next, next year's year. offseason is going to look like the Texans offseason off from this yeah, year. I, it's going to be one of those like turn over your whole roster, fill in all the holes yeah, types offseason. They're going to need that. They're going to be they're going to be way better next year. It's just the sucks. They're going to have a year where this is year's going to be struggling. They're going to be struggling this year. And it's it it, it is what it is. You got it. You got to Sometimes you need that growing pain year. But 
they're not going to tank. It's just not in Frable's DNA. <laughs> there's not going to be. They're not going to win one game. Uh, I just too much of a tryhard. Yeah. I respect it I, as a fellow tryhard. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, it's a respectable thing to do. So, all right. There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so, head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. And for as little as $1.24 a month, join the Discord. Uh, hear from me and Brett after the games uh, this year. We're going to do phone call. It's going to be so fun. Uh, thank you to those one who- game that I might miss. Sorry. All right. That's fair enough. Thank you yeah. to those who support the show. Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Evan, Floctimus, Gavin, James, Jost, Joshua, Lucas, Malcolm, Micah, Rad Dad, Nikki C, Ryan, Terrence, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake. Also, big shout, Blake. He was he's very happy that I, that I made fun of Aaron Rodgers last week. Uh, Bob, <laughs> Casey, Daniel, David, Foles, Jay, Luke, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, and Nick. And I'll just say, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he just hates everyone. Like, it's just, you don't go into the dark for multiple days <laughs> if you like people. <laughs> just sitting in his little hobbit hole, just like, I don't even know. I'm just saying between the beard and the dark cabin and the drugs, this dude, I'm and going to Cal. Uh, I'm just really glad that he became an NFL quarterback. Otherwise, he might be like the second Unabomber or like or like another like soulless billionaire who just like is doing. But you know what? Just a tech bro. Maybe instead of buying out there, out there working on his uh, out there working on his submarine. Maybe instead of buying Twitter and running it into the ground, he would have bought my student loan company and ran it into the ground. And then (laughs) and then I wouldn't owe money on my student loans. All right. Anyway. Oh, you act like you can run a student loan company into the ground. Those things are only set up to make money there. You'd think that. But like when I went to log in for the first time in a really long time the other day and I was like, oh, let me log into this. I'll see what's up. And it's like asking me all these security questions. And I'm like, why is it such a pain? in the ass to log into this student loan website if someone wants to log in here and pay off my student loans for me they can do it i'll i'll give them the password i don't care uh, why do i need to know my dad's middle name and the address i lived in in 2008 that was one of the things they asked me is like what where were you living in 2008 which one of these is your address and one of the options was none of these and i like really had to think about it because i've moved like four times <laughs> since two, <laughs> two, 2005 i was like dang i don't know what my address was in 2008 who cares you I don't had know. to put in a lot of thought for giving somebody, you know, four, four uh, or five hundred bucks a month for twenty years. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be done. I was logging in to get my, nice. my last little bit of student loan forgiveness stuff done. So now I, I should be good I to go. Not. Okay. Um. All right. <laughs> Brett's here, and if you don't know, Brett is a big fan of fighting games. So we're going to do a, a Street Fighter character eliminator. This isn't how strong the character is, although that can factor into your decision making. It's how much we like the character. Just like we like the design of the character, the way they look, their moves, their attitude. Um, I will say this about Street Fighter in general. Um, the most unapologetically horny fan base in existence, and it's weird. Like, calm, c- calm down with the weird... That's a bold claim. With the weird posts, man. Like, And then, like, I don't know, all the like the weird feet stuff. Anyway... Just just chill out, man. Chill out, uh, fans of Street Fighter. Like, calm down. Okay. Uh, anyway, the uh, we had to pre-eliminate because there's like 90 characters who've appeared in a Street Fighter game. So we pre-eliminated these characters. Um, actually, we did a pre-elimination with a bunch of characters that we were like, these ones have no chance. These are the characters we eliminated that we thought, like, these are kind of cool, but we just got to get rid of some people before we start. So Abel, Gukin, Fang, Elena, Laura, Feilong, JP, Rolento, Manon, Jamie, Abigail, Birdie, Alex, Urian, Luke, El Fuerte, Yun and Yang. See you later right off the bat. Brett, out of those, which one was your saddest elimination? Probably Abigail. He's a big dude. He gets mad. He throws tires. He has tires around him. Good guy. Yeah, I think, all around. I, 10 out of 10. 
Uh, I like Berlanto. Like, I think he's like the best guest character in in Street Fighter history. I also like Birdie quite a bit. Birdie's pretty Birdie's cool. Good. Uh, uh, you think- Urien also should not have been uh, should not have died so young here. Uh, and <laughs> Kevin- can we eliminate Luke again? <laughs> but he's a himbo. <laughs> uh, Kevin, is there anyone in here you had special thoughts for? Like, do you big Fei Long fan? You like the the fake Bruce Lee? Nope, I don't have a lot of thoughts on any of these. Okay, all right. <laughs> Period or <laughs> no? I know you have on the classic like eight, sixteen characters. I know you got strong opinions. All right. Yeah, yeah. Once they once they ran out of sixteen bits, I uh, uh, I, I my uh, play of Street Fighter games dropped precipitously. Okay, I am going to eliminate first, and I'm going to take out Rose. Those are cool sleeves, man. But but uh, we got to get rid of some good characters here. So I'm going to take out Rose. Kevin, who are you eliminating uh, next? Uh, I'm going to take out Crimson Viper. Oh, C Viper. C Viper's pretty cool, but yeah, I don't think she had any chance to win this, so I agree. Uh, cool design. I like the the like the bit. Also, she's a narc for the CIA. That yeah, goes completely against her. It's bad. And, but uh, but she wears a cool suit while she fights, so there's always that. It only uh, makes up for so much. Brett, who's next? I'm going to continue to make friends, not enemies, because I could really go for the heart. I'm going to take out Dudley. That, do you think that's not going to make you enemies? <laughs> well, I could I could have eliminated any of the other characters that I know you really like. Dudley, so, yeah, gonna... Dudley's cool, man. Dudley throws roses at people. He's he a like suave Balrog. Yeah, you know, I want suave... my boxers to just be, you know. Yeah, suave Balrog. That's exactly right. That's why he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's man. like he's he's like wine drinking Bal- Balrog. Okay, you open uh, up the floodgates now. That's all. I I'm know. just jo- I'm just joking. No, uh, I but... let's let's get rid of. Um, how about? nash who is walmart brand guile uh i mean some could say that dudley is walmart brand balrog but you know continue <laughs> i i hey, fair enough kevin <laughs> what, do, what do you what do you think uh i'm going to eliminate um i'm ready to be hurt yeah i'm ready to hurt here we go <laughs> well consider i'm just flipping through and eliminating somewhat randomly at this point you could uh, you could almost eliminate to, anyone and no one's gonna care. Probably. I mean that's more. I, say, I have to figure out who this is going. I have to figure out who some of these people are so I at least know who. I'm, I'm not even. I, do you like how? Do you like how I haven't even read the list of characters we put on here yet? Because I'm just waiting till we get down to like 15 to read who's. Left. That's more research than most of the people making these right. quarterback tier lists. So you're good, man. Uh, nice. I'm gonna eliminate uh, Marisa. All right, Marisa's cool. All right, good. Yep. Very very strong. She uh, her lion. The whole like uh, I have a lion and it's gonna eat my uh, my enemies. Is cool. But uh, and she's also tripped. But yeah, I think it's fine. She's a new character. New characters are going to have a hard time going deep in this in this tournament. Uh, Brett, you're up. Oh, man, this is this is kind of tough, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm we got we're not even we're not even down to the nitty gritty yet. There's still like 30 know, characters right? on here. You're probably going to accuse me of being racist, but I'm going to eliminate Dalsam. Dalsam, yeah, he's, he's, he's cool. He's cool, but I just I don't know, man. Every game he gets older and he's still doing the same stuff. It's kind of like, no, oh, man, like figure it out. <laughs> You gotta yeah. put this character to bed or something. The whole stretchy limbs thing is like not it's not as cool as you think it's gonna be. And they nope. It's yeah. just not I mean it. I mean there's a clear he's number kind of a one. new drop character as well. But yeah, like if you yeah. can if you can just like you can just counter everything he's doing because you, you have so much time to see his stuff coming out. Uh I'm gonna eliminate Armika, Brett, to mm. make you um I know you're probably unhappy about that, but I just think it's a character that doesn't have any chance of going all the way. So I wanna um Get rid of it now. Kevin. One of her moves, though, is she tags in her wrestling partner yep, who brings in cool. a chair. I mean, but, you know, that's fine. It's Just cool. Everyone. It's cool. You know, but 
sometimes you got to play the hits. <laughs> Kevin, who's next? Uh, I'm going to eliminate Abuki. Abuki, all right. Because yeah. congratulations, you're a ninja. Like, good job by you. I know Abuki's so cool though. She has kunai, and she like. I don't know. That's cool. She's just like all flipping around the screen and stuff. I need more than just is ninja. Yeah, I mean, in my life. I mean, all you're right. not wrong. That, that, but the, but that first game though, it was more that. I mean, it wasn't really much more than like is from this country. You know, like how can we like make a <laughs> make a horrible stereotype? And then Ibuki was yeah, like is like, ninja. They've had like 47 games and animated things and comic books and whatever to like do something more interesting with her. You're not wrong. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, well, she likes raccoons or tanukis or whatever. That's that's like a character trait of her too. All right, Brett, hit me. Likes raccoons. Got it. <laughs> likes likes giant nutsack raccoons. Understood. <laughs> Never mind. I rescind my point. Go ahead. Video games is tough business, man. It's tough business. Brett, um, hit me. God, sorry, this sucks. This is hard. Let's get rid. All get right, rid of, get rid of Kimberly. You said you don't like no, her before the uh, podcast starts. I'm getting rid of Vega. Oh, oh, Chris doesn't. I hope Chris doesn't listen to this. I know. I can't. I can't stand Vega. Very annoying to play against because he's always making weird noises. It's like ah ah ah. It's like uh, yeah, and the whole and the whole true. claw thing, and that just that whole like era, you know, whatever he's era he's supposed to be from. Because I'm certainly not well read. I'm just not here for it. It just does nothing for me. So uh, I'm gonna get rid of Blan- a character that does nothing for me personally, which is Blanca. Uh, Blanca's cool, but like, there's a reason. I have a soft spot for playing Blanca. There's but, a real, there's yeah. a reason he's one of the lowest played characters in these games because he's just like mm. people just don't like him. He's just weird, just a weird character. I don't get. I like, get. I like him. <laughs> Kevin, go ahead. Okay, uh, so I am going to be eliminating Kimberly. Kimberly, all right. Um, this is the new. She's just generic understudy character. She's a ninja. She's the new ninja. Like that's the. Yep. They're yeah. play, that's yeah. like Ibuki with more personality. So that they. Yeah. It's probably the more personality is a little variable, but sure. She's into graffiti and street culture, and it's kind of like it's 2023. Cool. So we took a bookie. So we took a bookie and DJ and a little bit more laziness and put them together. It's cool how our it's cool how our teleport is like um like puffs of spray paint though. That's pretty sweet. I don't know. That is pretty. I mean, as like as like implemented in the game, yeah, she's she's actually kind of cool. But overall, yeah, just her character is yeah. Kevin, good pick again. I'm very, I'm very happy. Well, you're up, Brett. Hit me. Uh, every time, just, every time, every time. It's hard, man. Makes, this like, is the like, loudest noise. Dude, I love how you can Brett, tell how much you care about this. Brett, I do, we have 20, really we do. have 25 names on the list and we have to get down to one, dude. Well, I told people before in the discord that that, that that fast food eliminator almost sent me just like to blows like with myself. I was so mad. What uh, one? Chick- Chick-fil-A? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Chick Fil A right, won, but you guys Chick-fil-A were just... so- Chick Fil A solid. I like, look at but you it. guys were just throwing shade at just every good fast food. It was just mind boggling. Hey, speaking of fast food, the volcano menu is back at Taco Bell. Yeah, this exactly. Not a not a sponsor. You should go get it. It's so good. Hey, we should hurry this up. Hey, let's bring up fast food. That'll be a short conversation with these three <laughs> okay, people. All right, yeah, right, come on, you guys. Sorry, uh, Karen or, or, or Karine, however you pronounce her name. I think it's Karen. Yeah, she's definitely Karen. She's Please. cool, but not cool enough to win. Um, I'm going to go with Cody. Uh, Cody's cool. I like the idea of the character where he's like the, he's like the strongest man in the world, but he just doesn't care. Like the orange Cassidy kind of archetype. Uh, he lasted a long time though. His, his design is really fun, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's done for me. Uh, Kevin, uh, taking out Akuma. Kuma. Hmm. 
Edgelord, Edgelord, you don't like Edgelord uh, Shoto? <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's like It seems like something you wouldn't like. That's, that's Edgelord, Edgelord Shoto. All right, Brett. Back to me. Yeah. I will take out uh, Hugo. Hugo. Hugo, the yeah. Andre, the, he looks like Andre the Giant. I always have thought that was kind of cool. Exactly. Uh, it's it's kind of a neat character, but I agree. This seems like the right. He time hasn't to... been cool enough recently. That's kind of the problem. Yeah. He's so. he, what was the last time he was cool? Like uh, Street Fighter Street three. Fighter three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll take out Sean. Sean also pretty fun. Uh, he throws a basketball at people and hits them in the head. Uh, I like Sean. Uh, I like the like the understudy Shoto characters, which there's another one that's probably going to get eliminated soon here. But uh, Sean, Sean's out. If I can figure out who it was. I would be okay. It's 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 Sakura, Kevin. You can eliminate her if you want. Let's see. Let's let's look her up. Does she have anything more interesting happening in her? Uh, no, and it's and she's basically schoolgirl fan service. So it's like a oh, they definitely it's, it's Sakura out. Yeah, gone. I don't, I don't need that in my life. I knew you weren't going to be insecure about any opinion that I have, but I have enjoyed your contributions to this, Kevin. They have been good. <laughs> I, I knew as soon as like I said bored. as soon as I said screw girl fan service I knew, I knew she was dead I was like oh she's gone yeah. for good uh, all right Brett uh, unless it's unless it's a battle royale tipping of the hat we're gone no that's gone uh, Brett who's next uh, Makoto's next all right I love Makoto but this is probably I the right too, time but there's not enough coolness there the thing I like about Makoto is like they made like this uh, character who looks uh, different. Like you, she, you expect her to be like, um, like a ninja, like a fast, but she's kind of like a, like a simple, direct, like kind of mm-hmm. strong style character, which is cool. It's just a, it's just a very different, um, take. I really like Makoto. Makoto. I think she's like one of the coolest characters in Street Fighter. Uh, all right, uh, which makes sense because she's on our list still, and we're down to the nitty gritty. I'm gonna get rid of T Hawk. T Hawk. T Hawk rules. Uh, T-Hawk rules. Oh, you totally stole my next elimination. Now uh, I have to do an entire round of research. Uh, T-Hawk, eliminate someone that you know. You know they, we're getting down to the character where you know. Yeah, just eliminate Ryu, Kevin. It's coming. Nobody. <laughs> he is the Wait, most boring on the. Were you from from Fortnite? Exactly. Uh, anyway, T-Hawk has. Actually, uh, it's actually three people from Fortnite uh, in here, I believe. T-Hawk's a unique character. Uh, He's got the dragon punch and the command grab, which is like a cool combination that I think before that hadn't really been explored too much. Uh, but but uh, he's gone. All right. See you later, T-Hawk. Uh, we're not three more eliminations and then I will read or no two more. Sorry. All right. Uh, I'm going to eliminate Cammy. Cammy. All right. The the original uh, Cammy is awesome. Brett loves Cammy. Uh, but she is British, so that's like a huge minus. <laughs> yeah, well, she's supposed to be wow. like female British Guile, which is kind of a weird angle to go. From. She's more of a spy, whereas Guile's like a like a jarhead. That's kind of like the di- <laughs> the difference to me. But uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge Cammy stan. I mean, I think like the way the way the fan base talks about her too like creeps me out. So all right, Brett, next up. Sorry, I'm not trying to make monoslavic sounds again. I'm gonna eliminate Balrog. But you're going to every time. Balrog, nice. I'm Balrog, Balrog rules. It's a Mike Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson. Plus, off. you have the little M Bison Balrog name swap thing. Yeah, That's always a good bit of lore. Fun, exactly. tri- fun little tri- trivia. All right, f- top fifteen. These are the fifteen that have not been said yet. They are left on the board. Chun Li, Dan, DJ, E Honda, Guile, Hakan, Jury, Ken, Lily. Last remaining new character, which I think you guys are being nice to me because you know it's my main character on Street Fighter Six. I great. don't. 
Um, but she is fun. Uh, M. Bison, Poison, Rufus, Ryu, Sagat, Zangief. All right. I'm going to eliminate uh, Hakan. Hakan is cool. I love the like Turkish oil wrestling lore. I think it's like super fun and funny. Uh, it's just a ridiculous take. He's also take. S- the president of a company seeking to make the perfect olive oil. Uh-huh. So yep. that that was, he was my next elimination, but I wanted to bring that one lineup because that's a, that's a great line. It's just Hakan. A plus plus bio. Hakan is great. Like I love Hakan, but I just think of these characters that are left. I think I like him the least. There's one other character I think I went like about equally that I'll eliminate if, if they come to me next. Uh, Kevin, who's next for uh. you? Since I stole your pick again. One of my favorite uh, video games, but I think the characters ready to go is Poison. I love the Final Fight games, Mm -hmm. but I I think it's Poison's time to go. Yeah, she's great. Um, Yeah, great character. Fun, fun. uh, Like, I don't know what what you want to call it, like (laughs) dominatrix kind of thing going on. Yeah, Uh, kind of well-worn territory. uh, Yeah, but but. we probably should. We probably should eliminate her a little sooner. Uh, Brett, go ahead. Oh, Brett. Brett, Brett's thinking. He's in the he's in the tank at this point. This point, I'm he just. Take, I'm taking out jury. I can't jury. do it. Yeah. yeah, the whole like the whole like street bike thing, you know, is fine, whatever. But then they're like, "What about jury's feet?" And it's like, "Yeah, we get it. We get it." <laughs> the, the, the the I like the, the best thing about jury is like she's the first Korean Street Fighter character. That's great. Very the, true. The whole the whole Akira ripoff street bike thing is really cool. That what you said is also the biggest minus is that like the number one, the number one most popular club on Street Fighter is like a are based on jury's feet. The, it's like it's the too three much. most popular clubs. <laughs> it's not good. That's not yeah, stop. No, she only has not. two feet. Street Fighter fans need to be stopped. Okay. They need to be. This is not okay. They need well, they to be stopped. Well, put it in the trailer, man. Their big old feet were just right there. So <laughs> it, it's like weird. It's too much. It it's is. Too exactly. It's, su- it's super weird. It's so. like my it's, the trailer yeah. was put together it's, by uh, Quentin Tarantino. It's honestly my, yes. it is. It is. Her, and it's honestly my number one. fighting coach is Rex Ryan. It's honestly my number one problem with the game. It's like, it's like, calm down. It's like, She's chill out. It's not cool. I'm gonna, I'm eliminate M Bison, like cool villain. Uh, but I not want him to. I don't want him to win. And uh, like I do think the Raul Julia performance elevates the character more than his appearances. More than his appearances in the actual games, which is a problem yeah, for but me. It really happened. So. so so like I I don't know. I don't want to get my lore from the bad Street Fighter movie because otherwise then Guile has to be Jean Claude Van Damme. And that makes no sense. Is it uh, that bad? Just kidding. It's, it, bad. it's bad. It's bad. Uh, the best part is Cammy is played by uh, Kylie Minogue. All right, Kevin, you're up. All right, uh, I am eliminating Rio. All right, Rio from Fortnite. Yes. Yep. Uh, just, I mean, I get it. Generic placeholder protagonist. Uh, fun character to fight with. Uh, been in all the games. Iconic, etc., etc., etc. Time to go. Yeah, I yep. think like of the characters who have been in every game, which is, uh, I think he's the most boring. Yes. Uh, like the, he's mm-hmm. he's the most boring character, but he also is the character that like everyone learns first uh, and stuff like that. So it was cool how back in the day people knew that Sagat got his scar from Ryu. It was like, man, that's pretty cool. But that was 30 years ago. I feel like that mileage is kind of, uh, you know, uh, yeah. gone, gone up and up. So is it my turn? Yep. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. technically Ken and Ryu are the only characters who are in every game because they're in Street Fighter 1, but I'm not even going to count that. Like Zangief, Chun-Li, and Dalsim are also... And I think Ryu is more boring than Dalsim, but just more fun to play. Speaking of 
uh, iconic characters that I, I just find boring. I'm going to take out Chun-Li. So. I feel like Chun-Li, they Chun-Li makes it further than the foot obsession because thighs are better to obsess over. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, Stop. that's a good no, point. No, no, this, str- like this is a very Street Fighter conversation right here. Here we well, go. So is Cammy. <laughs> that's the thing. Both of the thigh characters made it. Made it pretty far. Uh, Manone didn't yeah, get We've had enough far. conversations about um, chicken that everyone should know this is a pro thigh podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys oh are so God, weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's, is it my turn now? Yeah. Yes. You're after bread. Uh, DJ. His name is DJ and he's a DJ. That's a problem. All right. <laughs> also, Eddie was better. Everything else about him is cool. Uh, I like that. I like, I like his, it's in Street Fighter 6 when you lose to DJ and he signs the camera. That's pretty fun too. Uh, all right. Kevin, you're up. I'm going to eliminate uh, a character whose presence I enjoy, but shouldn't be in the top five, and that's Dan. Dan. Dan's Dan awesome. is delightful. Dan is hilarious. Uh, Dan shouldn't be in the top five. All right, Brett. I mean, I I disagree with Kevin. I think I think the idea of Dan is so awesome, because that guy just sucks, but he's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, even though I do think she made it an appropriately far amount, I'm going to take out Lily. Sexism wins. Only male yeah. characters are left. Oh my god! Whatever. No, she's great. She looks just. She looks just like my kid's best friend, and it's so funny because every time that you know, like we play Nate online, mm-hmm. my kids are like, "Hey, it's her best friend," and I'm like, "Yeah, it kind of, it kind of does." But I don't know. Uh, I think she's cool though. The whole uh, like, "Hey, it's T Hawk's uh, kid or cousin, nephew or whatever." Or whatever yeah, Na- nephew, niece. Sorry, yeah. niece. Uh, I like. I unlocked the second costume yesterday, so I never have to play World Tour again. It's very exciting times for me. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, all right, I'm going to eliminate. Uh, I'm going to go for revenge and eliminate E, e- Honda. Oh, <laughs> Actually, it was next on my list anyway. Um, yeah, of the big sure. of the big man characters here, I think I like Rufus and Zangief better. Uh, Rufus hilarious, Zangief uh, just like the the classic meat meathead wrestler guy. I love it. Uh, there's there is some consideration to eliminating Guile at this point as well, but I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and take out uh, E Honda. I love the sumo character. The dive, the flying headbutt is fun and hilarious. Um, I think I know who's going to win, but I will see what happens. Kevin, uh, I have a lot of love for uh, E Honda, so that hurts my heart. I'm sorry. Um, I am going to uh, deci- despite at least in my head being a nod to one of my favorite martial arts actors of all time. I am eliminating Rufus here. All right. Rufus is sweet. He's so cool. He's so funny. Like the fact that like he, yeah, like his whole thing is just, it's just great. They mailed it. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Dog for the swear jar. Brett. Brett. All right. Yeah. It's pretty good for you. I assume he's a Sammo hung nod. And if he's not a Sammo hung nod, I should have eliminated him much earlier. He's kind of a, he's kind of a Van Vader nod. (laughs) Big Van Vader. (laughs) Big I feel like if the Vader's anything, he's a he's a Samo All right, sweet. All right, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Brett's turn, right? Yeah, Kevin just got only classics in the building. All right, go ahead. Yeah, this yeah. is tough. Guile, Ken, Sagat, Zangief. I'm gonna take out. I know which one of these you hate the most, Brett. It's not about hate at this point. These are all great. I'm gonna take out Ken. Oh, what? The way they evolved, think, the way they've evolved the character now, it's like divorced, I, divorced Ken. Yeah, I know that's true, but, but I just I haven't had enough time with. Uh, with what character resonates with you better? Sorry. Oh, there's only there's only one left that resonates. Div- but I mean, Divor- divorced cryptocurrency Ken, like it's like it's yeah, like a perfect it's a perfect character evolution. It's so great. It hurts too. It hurts too much to see it. So I don't know. 
I don't know. There's one character I really want to win now. So let's see if I can uh, do it. So it's me and Kevin. I'm going to take out Guile mm-hmm. uh, because he's he's cool. I love the like switchblade comb. Uh, I'm making my hair into a really weird flat top kind of thing. I think it's fun. But uh, all right, Kevin uh, Sagat, you going tiger or you going bear? <laughs> all right. Well, then this makes it really easy because in the original Street Fighter games, um, I had two mains. Oh, okay. Uh, one of them was Guile. Okay. The other one, one of my favorite characters, absolutely delightful, is Zangief. So Sagat's out. Okay. All right. Well, I, I would have gone the other way, but that's fine with me. Zangief uh-huh. is a worthy champion. Very classic character. Let's uh, let's hype up Z- or Zangief. I think is how they say it. <laughs> I've never heard it spoken until uh, like I watched the movies, and I was like, oh, I said Zangief for like ten years. It's kind of like a Hermione from Harry Potter. Because <laughs> I never knew how to how to say it, uh, but yes, I, I like that his original name was supposed to be Vodka Gobalski. He just okay. Let's just say he's got the ba- the bear wrestling the bear wrestling scars. The the he's just like such a stereotype, but like it's like you when you nail the stereotype to this degree and make it so lovable, uh, it's just yeah. I feel like perfect. they hit the stereotype so well that it becomes its own separate thing that's like evolved past the stereotype. Yeah. You got to turn like it's almost like the stereotype now tries to live up to Zangief instead of mm-hmm. Zangief trying to live up to the stereotype. You got to turn that butter. You got to turn that butter to play Zangief. You got to do those full circles. Uh, Brett, Zangief thoughts before we head out. Uh, do- a, wor- a worthy champion to the uh, to the eliminator. And he's great in Street Fighter six as well. So that helps. Yeah, he's awesome. All right. Uh, for Brett, for Kevin, for the ghost of Eric Chronic, we'll see you guys next week. Go Hawks. <laughs>